We've all seen the incredible horse and rider combinations as the backbone of our sport. But what about everything else that makes the equestrian world tick? From the everyday grind to the world-class professional, join the Equestrian Podcast as we talk about every equestrian discipline in a way that hasn't been done before. Now here's your host, rider, trainer, and influencer behind my equestrian style, Bethany Lee. Hey friends, and welcome back to the Equestrian Podcast. I'm your host, Bethany Lee, and this is episode 262. If you follow me on Instagram over at My Equestrian Style, you know that a big part of my life is fitness. I am a gym junkie. I love working out. I love being active. I also feel like I grew up and became a young professional and was riding so many horses, like 10 a day. And now I only ride a few a day um, because I'm doing more training and more traveling and help on the ground. And because of this, I definitely felt like I needed to up my fitness game in order to still feel like I had enough stamina, endurance, strength, and balance in the saddle. So I really incorporate a lot of weight training and cardio um, to not only work on my personal fitness goals and physique, but also I really do find it beneficial in the saddle and really making the most of saddle time, especially if you're used to more riding and you aren't currently riding a lot. I really do feel like it helps and it translates. So our guest today is a fellow fitness friend of mine, and she has the motto bulletproofing equestrian bodies, which I love. She works a lot with fitness and endurance and balance, and she has the business Chucka Wellness and works with a ton of top polo players and beyond throughout the equestrian industry. So without further ado, please welcome our guest today, India Parker-Smith. Hi, India. Hi, Bethany. Thank you so much for coming on. No, thank you very much for having me. <laughs> I am I am so excited. Um, I think that the idea, I know that your kind of motto is bulletproofing equestrian bodies. So I'm yeah. so excited to dive into that. This is definitely a passion of mine as well, especially in terms of equestrian athletes. So first, let's rewind and tell me a little bit about how you first got started in the equestrian industry. Well, actually, I think I first got on a horse when I was three years old. And um, I then just kind of flew into eventing. So that's dressage, show jumping, and cross country. And I think I did that until I was about 17, 18. And then I went to university. Um, So I actually stopped riding for about seven years. And when I was at university, I did sports science degree and personal training degree. And from there, I actually started working at Chelsea Football Club in Mm. London for about three years and then I started to just get a bit I don't know like itchy feet I was like I want to do something different so I went traveling and Argentina was one of those countries that I decided to go to and um, I just thought I'll just go to a polo holiday for fun Um, I miss being around horses and like any other polo person that tries polo you get addicted from day (laughs) one And at the time I was looking to change kind of my niche. And so I had a few chats with polo people. They're like, there's not really that much emphasis on fitness in polo. So I just kind of went with it, started up an Instagram account, which is Tucker Wellness, and just started playing around with things, getting a few clients, writing a few articles. And then we kind of went into lockdown. Mm. So everyone was online and it just blew up. And I've loved it every single day since Mm. I started. I love it. That's so, so cool. And I think it's so interesting because I feel like the more and more I learn about polo, 
it is such a physically demanding sport. So it's so wild to me to think that there, you know, hasn't always been such a big emphasis on cross training. No, definitely, definitely. And to be fair, at the beginning, it was a bit of a struggle convincing some players. Uh, sure. I've done it my whole career and I haven't needed to stretch or whatever. But actually, those people have now come back to me and they're like, ah, Indy, can you come help, help. me? Help, yeah. So, um, which is, you know, it's great. I'm not, you know, I don't turn them away. I'm just like, finally realized you need to look after your body. Um, but yes, it is becoming increasingly, um, people are yeah, more increasingly becoming aware of it. Yeah, uh, definitely. Um, your, so yeah, like I said, your motto for Checo Wellness is bulletproofing equestrian bodies. So tell me a little bit about, about that. What does it mean for equestrian bodies to be bulletproof? And how would you say that this kind of influences your training philosophy? Yeah, I, um, I have three elements that I use. I've got suppleness, stability, and strength. And I think that suppleness is like the basic, um, basic form of exercise and, and uh, focus that you need to begin with. So, you know, lots of people come to me with old injuries and they've got tightnesses and imbalances in the body. And so I kind of have to unravel that doing a lot of mobility um, exercises, a lot of kind of nerve flossing, and of course, lots of stretching as well. So the suppleness is kind of like uh, step one, should we say. And then once you've kind of opened up the body, we then focus on stabilizing it in the correct uh, posture, correct position. That's you know, a lot of shoulder work, um, knees, hips, even ankles. And once you've done all of that kind of muscle engagement, joint stability, I then move up to um, strength. And, you know, equestrians need to be strong, but they don't need to be bulky because they do need to be quite mobile and lean on the horse. Uh, so I don't do heavy, heavy weights. It's more about kind of toning up the body and making sure that everyone is strong in the movement patterns of whatever discipline they, they're specializing in. I feel like another big aspect where your work comes in so nicely is injury. I feel like a lot of people in the equestrian sport just know that injury is inevitable, but it doesn't always have to be the case. What would you say is your approach to injury prevention when it comes to riders? Well, I think a lot of it is doing kind of the pre-season training up until like the big competition season. Mm. Now, I know like the dressage and the show jumpings, they just kind of keep going throughout the year, as do polo, but there are different, you can kind of pick and choose if you want to do Argentina or England or whatever. But I always kind of offer people like a, the opportunity to do some form of pre-season so that their bodies are strong enough to deal with you know, um, the impact of falling or making sure that the stable uh, joints are nice and stable uh, if they do unfortunately come off. But like you say, it, it is inevitable and it is going to happen. But a lot of it is also to do with the recovery as well as the injury prevention. So you've got to make sure that you're doing ice baths, you're eating well, you're drinking well after you play or you ride. And that then helps you for the next event um, so it's all kind of like a little circle here, cycle here. Right. Um, but I think it all starts with just making sure that your body is in good shape before you start your next competitive season. Um, and actually knowing when to take a rest. Lots of people don't take rests, myself included. <laughs> and so you either burn out and then you get tired and then you pull a muscle, you know. So you, 
people love to look after the horses, which is amazing, but they sometimes forget to look after their own bodies and listen to their bodies. So a lot of it is kind of taking a break as well. You obviously primarily train polo players, but you have a ton of experience in eventing. And so you help um, dressage riders, jumping riders, um, like eventers in general, as well as polo. Um, Do you see kind of similarities or, or common issues across the board for riders, you know, within all of those disciplines? I would say not too much. I mean, lots of people have bad backs um, mm. because you're dealing with big animals. You know, you're lifting the heavy things when you're not riding and things like that. But in polo, <laughs> if you ever watched a polo match, it's yeah. very physical. You know, they're riding each other off. Um, you're constantly having bruised knees from riding each other off. You're twisting a lot in the saddles. So people get bad backs from twisting. Um, you get hooked with your mallet. So again, that causes a lot of wrist and shoulder injuries. So the, the, I would say that polo players probably are more predisposed to getting um, more injuries and probably more severe injuries, whereas the dressage um, and show jump, well, if you're show jumping, you fall off. That's where you kind of get the injuries. Um, whereas I would say polo, they're more likely to get injuries when they're in the saddle. So you would say in general, your training programs or approach changes um, pretty significantly based on the discipline. Yes. Yeah. I mean, the basics are there working with posture. Mm. Um, so like, I do more with posture work with the show jumpers and the dressage riders. I've got these really cool bands. They're called EQ bands and you can put them over the rider when they're in the saddle. So you can eliminate any kind of posture imbalances there and it forces the rider into the correct position on the saddle. Cool. Uh, whereas, yeah, polo, you can't quite do that because there's not too much about posture. It's more about nailing your swing and making sure you're strong in the swings. Um, so, uh, yeah. Wow, that's really cool. Um, obviously, you have to have a bit of your own fitness routine and just kind of life routine in general because as we know it's uh, a whole lifestyle and not just you know time in the gym or time training so let's talk a little bit about your own fitness routine what is i guess like a typical day of training look like for you are you working to stay strong for your riding are you working on anything specific or recovering from any injuries what what's your routine looking like these days yeah, well, I mean, the polo season is back to back. So I very rarely get a day off or <laughs> more than two hours to myself. Um, but yeah, usually I would get into the gym and I would just do a bit of cross training. So I would do um, some cardio, uh, some stability work, single leg stuff. I love doing single leg balance work using the BOSU. Um, I sometimes like to do heavy weights as well, just to kind of get a good pump on and like de-stress. Like for me, exercise is like my own time where I'm just by myself. I'm not on my phone and I can just focus on just like de-stressing and enjoying things. Um, And then I have been running. I run a lot. So I kind of mix up my training with maybe two runs a week, one session of heavy lifting, and then the other couple of sessions are a mixture of core and functional work. But unfortunately, I've injured my Achilles tendon. It's the first injury in my entire life. And so it's quite frustrating. So I'm doing a lot of rehab on my ankle at the minute, um, which is yeah, it's frustrating because I like to just go out and run. But yeah, it's basically a mixture of everything because, because I'm doing exercise with people the whole time. I have to mix it up myself 
so I don't kind of get bored and plateau. Uh, but again, it changes throughout the year because at the minute I'm back to back with work. So I'll do 30 minute sessions. Whereas when we go into winter, I go to Argentina and I have a little bit more time. So I've then focused more on uh, the functional workouts and heavier weights. Have you always been into fitness? Like when you first kind of started playing polo, had you already been pretty physically fit? Yes. Oh my goodness. Since day one. Yeah. Parents would say I was the most muscular child ever (laughs) running around. Um, But yeah, I used to do, um, I was a Sussex champ for 400 meters. So I loved doing athletics. I used to train three times a week from the age of 13. I would do cross country, um, which is the cross country running. And then, yeah, then I got into riding. Then I was doing gymnastics. I did a bit of judo. And then, yeah, it's only actually in my adult years that I've actually converted to uh, gym work. Um, and I used to do a lot of netball as well. So throughout the years, I've done my fair share of different sports. Um, but I would love to get back into that uh, when I have a bit more time. But yeah, now it's just the gym. But yeah, I've always been a gym bunny. I don't sit still for very long. <laughs> I don't know about you, but whenever a horse friend or barn mate or trainer's birthday rolls around, I always struggle to think of the perfect gift. I always want something that really exemplifies the equestrian lifestyle. And recently I started ordering gifts and yes, some pieces for myself because the stuff is so cute from Horse Scout Design. Horse Scout Design is the home of equestrian lifestyle gifts and homewares online. At Horse Scout Design, you can find products with super unique design prints by talented artists and photographers, or you can honestly personalize your own pieces through a photo of your horse or a design that you want to create for yourself, family, and any horse or animal lover in your life. I have so many cool blankets and throws. Um, I have a dog bed. There are so many options at Horse Scout Design that you can really personalize and really make a normal everyday homeware piece have the equestrian lifestyle vibe that you are going for. So for more information, visit their website at horsescoutdesign.com. Yeah, I can definitely relate, but I've definitely seen, um, you know, just over the last five or six years of consistently lifting weights, I've seen, obviously you see a ton of body physique changes, but also just so much more body awareness and posture changes and just overall strength, like certain things like that you don't really think about even out of the saddle or like lifting water buckets or things like that, that maybe used to be like, you know, take all of your energy and strength and now, you know, could carry one in each hand. And, you know, it's just like so crazy how um, just a little bit of work over a long period of time can make such an impact. So for your clients, you've obviously worked with a lot of riders now and, you know, a lot of polo players for some who maybe needed that convincing, like what you were saying, um, how, what, what are some things that you hear from clients who went from playing polo with, you know, not a lot, little to no cross training to now having your programs and, and, you know, seeing some results, what, what kind of things do they notice? I think the first thing actually is their mindset, their mental state has changed. And I think those clients are the ones who've been the most successful, 
Um, so for instance, I had uh, one client and I've trained him every week for about three years. And so most of that was through lockdown. And mentally he's gone from like being, you know, wasn't really sure what he was doing in life and he was slightly overweight. And now he is just like flying. He's so fit um, in every aspect. He's, he changed his career. Like it motivated him to start so many other things in life. So he was unbelievable. I didn't realize that what we were actually doing was mentally having a huge impact positively on him. Um, but because, you know, a lot of equestrians, the first focus is not weight loss, um, which I love because I think if your goal is to maybe become a better rider or more effective in the saddle, or you want more core control, I think that is more a, a more effective focus than weight loss because that weight loss comes with that. And so very rarely are people's goals to do with weight management, but I've noticed that yeah, a lot of them have less injuries as well which obviously would naturally come but you know they're like oh, it's my first season where I feel fit in between each chakra or my dressage riders are like oh, I'm recovering so much quicker in between competition days um, and the big thing is a lot of people going back to the mindset is that they have so much more confidence in the saddle and that's a huge thing because especially in polo it's quite a dangerous uh, sport that can be quite scary and frightening sometimes because you're galloping along next to other uh, riders at full pelt um, you know swinging a ball a very hard ball and so you have to mentally be very confident in your ride-offs and your swings and I have noticed that actually the mental confidence it has been a big a big change in people definitely what, are there certain clients or experiences that you've been a part of that have really made you proud of the Chukka wellness process? Uh, yes, it's funny you say that, actually. I was thinking about one today. And um, he's a young polo player. Uh, I think he's about 23, 24. And over the years, he's always been like, oh, India, I'd like to train with you. And then, you know, he puts another barrier in front of him and he tries other trainers. And uh, then he came to me, he's like, right, I want to start training. I want to do it three times a week. I was like, fine, let's go for it. And um, he is just like, oh my God, this is amazing. And he's been trying trainers that haven't got that equestrian background. And I think it's made him realize that actually that's why my niche is quite, is a trainer with my niche is quite good. I'm trying to say this without like bigging myself up, but it, it highlighted like why I do what I do. Cause you know, totally. When you're, you know, you haven't got like, haven't got any colleagues. I work by myself. So no one's really praising you or telling you if you're doing well. And so whenever you get this client feedback where they're like, I notice a huge change in my confidence in the saddle, how my body is improving in the swings and, and how quickly I'm recovering in a self, very selfish way. I'm like, yes, because you know, it's a little bit of like validation. Like, yes, what I'm doing is, is really helping. Um, but the thing is, you know, in, again, in, in the world of polo, you've got different types of people. You've got like people, it's their career. You've got people, it's their hobby. And you've got people who are kind of going from patron to pro and need to make that change in their fitness and everything. So mm. I'm very lucky in that I get to train all sorts of people um from different backgrounds and you know with different body shapes and yeah it's very rewarding when you see them doing well and winning competitions and things like that so yeah I love it based on kind of what you've seen throughout your work in this sport do you have any like tough love you'd give to equestrians or what is something that we can all be a little better about when it comes to 
our overall health and fitness um, out of the saddle to impact our time in the saddle? Oh, that's a very open-ended question. I, <laughs> I think, like I said earlier, it's like listening to your body. Uh, because it's all, you know, in the question world, it's all about the horse and making sure the horse is well fed, the horse is rested, it's fit enough for the competitions, you know, it's traveling well, um, it's got the vet coming the whole time. And I think people uh, don't prioritize their own health as much. And, you know, then they experience burnout. And when you're tired, you're more likely to get injured and you're, you get mental fatigue, which means you don't perform as well. So I think a lot of it is actually listening to your body, taking time for yourself and addressing any injuries or imbalances. Um, and, you know, that could just be like adding a 10 minute mobility routine into your day. You know, when your horses are having their breakfast, you just do a 10 minute mobility routine, things like that. So, but to be fair, like I, I think questions in general, general are quite hardcore people. So I never have to give them too much hard love. I just kind of say it like once. I'm like, you know, you need to be doing this. And they're like, yeah, I know. And then <laughs> they do it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I think a lot of it is just making sure you listen to your body and giving yourself off that time off and addressing any needs that it's, um, that it requires. What would you say are, you know, like one or two exercises that you feel like do so much for the equestrian athlete? Mm. I would say a big one is the uh, a back extension. So that's when you're on your tummy um, with your legs fully extended behind you and you bring your arms up to 90 degrees to squeeze your shoulder blades together. Um, because a lot, a lot of people have back, uh, injuries or weaknesses in their back. And by activating those mid back muscles gives you more control when you're checking with the horses. Um, and also in posture on, at, on and off the, the saddle. Um, so back extension is a really good one. Plus it's really easy. And then another one would be like the Superman pose where you're on all fours, hands and knees, and you extend your left arm out in front of you and then your right leg behind you. So you're kind of like in that Superman pose. Mm -hmm. You focus on your joint stability and your core control. You kind of squeeze every single muscle in your body. And that's one of my favorite exercises that I use in warm-ups because it's engaging all of the muscles and um, it's not too difficult to do. And it's just getting that stability through the joints. Definitely. Um, I feel like a common misconception um, and what you were alluding to a little bit earlier is the idea of maybe like a stigma that some equestrians have who don't work out very often, but have that kind of fear of, oh, if I start working out or lifting weights or going to the gym, I'm going to start looking bulkier. So try to debunk that. <laughs> what, what do you, how do you usually respond to that? Well, it's usually women who um, come to me with that one. You're only going to get so, bu so bulky in life, you know, unless you start taking testosterone drugs and things like that. But, you know, a lot of my training isn't doing heavy weights, low reps, because that's how you're going to build the most amount of muscle mass so like to be a question we don't want to be too bulky because it restricts movement in the saddle so you know it's the thing is it takes a lot of effort to, to, to become as we say bulky in the gym um, and a lot of the work I do is functional it's about kind of staying long and lean but being strong at the same time so I mean my type of training that I give questions isn't like that anyway 
Um, but what I do get a lot of is um, people are when they use when I use the word fitness, that's when they like they're like no 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 because they just associate fitness with like you know doing loads of hit training right sprinting the whole time and I'm like no that's not I'm not going to kill you with a load of cardio it's more about the functional work and and the stability and the suppleness definitely speaking of open-ended questions I my last question for you is (laughs) a question I ask every guest and that is what is an area of the equestrian industry that you are passionate about that you feel like the rest of the horse world either just doesn't know a lot about or doesn't talk that much about? Oh, that's a really good question. I think that people don't realize how much effort goes in behind the scenes um, from getting like from A to B with like a horse's fitness or um, the athlete's fitness. Um, Mm. And, you know, I see a lot in the polo world, especially, you know, behind the scenes and the front end of the the polo world and even when I was an uh, equestrian athlete myself doing uh, eventing and everyone knows how hard it is to be successful in the equestrian world but maybe people look at the successful people at the top and they just see oh they're really successful they've had it easy but I think a lot goes on behind the scenes um, that people don't know about on the struggles of dealing with how unpredictable horses can be So, yeah, totally. Yeah, exactly. I think that the more that we can talk about all of the areas that really make up the industry and keep it alive and successful and um, for those, you know, horse and rider partnerships to find all of that success, there is so much that goes into it for, you know, that couple minutes of ring time um, in the spotlight. So I think that that's a great part. And a big part of that is, is fitness for both horse and rider. So um, I love what you're doing with not only helping uh, polo players and other equestrians, but just the idea of raising more awareness about how important physical stability and fitness and that whole dynamic of your riding um, can really be beneficial for the overall success um, with you as a rider, but then can also be very beneficial to your horse as well, like your, your equestrian partner. So I really appreciate you taking the time to um, chat with me about this and um, to, I, I, to really hopefully encourage maybe those listening to incorporate more fitness and cross training into their riding. But yeah, India, thank you so much. And I wish you all the best. (laughs) Thank you very much for, um, for having me and hopefully I've inspired people to start their own kind of fitness journey. Um, Cause like you said, like it also helps your mental focus as well, your mental performance and puts you in a better position, I think both physically and mentally. Definitely. Oh, and yeah, for people who are listening, who are interested in learning more about what you do personally with Chucka Wellness, how can they best reach out to you? Um, so yeah, you'll see all of my content on Instagram, which is Chaka Wellness. And then I have a website, which is uh, uk. So we have an app coming out very soon. Uh, wow. will hopefully help uh, equestrian athletes all over the world. So uh, yes, stay tuned for that. 
All right, that is all I have for you today. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you liked what you heard, please take a minute and write a review on iTunes. I would so appreciate it. It helps people like you find the podcast and it helps me get some killer guests. Thank you so much and I will talk to you next week.